And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a comedian who got her start singing and dancing on Broadway, a fact she will never stop apologizing for. It's Renee Colbert. And he's a comedian who thinks ziplining is too tame. He prefers extremist appendicitising and almost dyinging. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to make beef stroganoff by showing bulls some pictures of cows. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your best friend, Allison Rose. Hello, my little X-rated candy hearts. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That carbohydrate, that racy carbohydrate, was sent in by Claire on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Allison Rosen is where you go to submit carbohydrates, to listen Patreon. to bonus episodes, to get access to the live stream, to get merch in the mail, uh, to get access to me, all sorts of stuff. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. If you're hearing this, it is because, well, you will, you, because you decided to because listen you to it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's because you decided to listen to it. And I approve of that decision. But this is, we are pre-recording this for when I am either in the hospital having the baby or immediately after. So there's, there's, I am with child as you listen to this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now, Daniel. Uh. Wait, I got to say hello to my guests. And then I got to talk to you about the stroganoff. What? I didn't well, get Well, Okay. Hello, Renee. Hello. This it's so crazy to me that there's going to be a baby here. That's I'm sure Soon. you've processed it, but not I really. Not, not taking the time I need to take. Seven billion of them out there. Yeah, can you believe? <laughs> it's happened that many times. Hello, Daniel. <laughs> Hi. Hello, David. Hello. Once again, now the listeners are probably comfortable with you being healthy and back, but yeah. this is we're recording this the first night I've seen you after after your Puerto Rican appendicitis. Yeah. Uh, sojourn and mm. it's good to have you back thank you if we had recorded this when we were originally scheduled to if we had done this the double dip then i would have been during this second episode i think i would have been in the hospital so it would have been a real trick so I'm, I'm kind of glad that i skipped that first recording session we had because mm. i just wasn't feeling great but now i'm yeah. i'm good so there's very little chance that i've relapsed back into the hospital again I good feel, feel very good i like that good I don't know if I trust it, but good. You seem how you seem like yourself. You don't even Thanks. look pale or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel I feel like ninety nine percent back. How good. long have you been out of the hospital? Two weeks. Yeah, that feels mm. good. Yeah. I feel like that's a benchmark that mm-hmm. you're in. Yeah. Hello, Jeff. I have some thoughts on the stroganoff as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Allison. Here's my underwear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, there are garments hanging on the drying rack mm-hmm. in the back. Oh, David, you weren't here for this. Here's my underwear. <laughs> I had, do you know who Chris DiStefano is? Uh, yeah, I know the name. He's a comedian mm-hmm. and he's like a charismatic, good looking comedian. And he came over and did my podcast and then used the bathroom and then left. And then I used the bath, the, ge- the guest bathroom. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> here's my underwear. A drying rack in the bathroom and like all, uh, not all, but many pairs of my gigantic pregnant lady underwear were drying on them. And I was so mortified, so mortified. So now I'm, I like pull my underwear out before a show, but we do have garments drying on the rack, but they're just Daniel's like jeans and sweaters. So it's specifically mm-hmm. underwear. Mm. Here's my underwear. <laughs> I do wear sweaters as underwear though. Yeah, so. sure. I just felt that it was like, because I was trying to get to the bottom of like, what's so embarrassing? It just feels like very it's aggressive. Very it's very It's very, yeah. but it's also aggressively like, hey, I want you to know, you're here's in my, my underwear. house and here's <laughs> my underwear. The, and it's, I think if somebody chose that as decor, I would think it's real charming. Like, yeah, uh, like underpants on a, on an old drying rack outside. Right. It seems, it seems like something that would be in a Colorado restaurant. Maybe we're kicking off a trend. <laughs> <laughs> when I um, was, uh, yes, age three to five, we lived in a, a trailer, not in a trailer park. There are a lot of like single and double wides around. 
And I remember going into houses that I just thought were so welcoming because everything was like there to see. And it was later in life. Including underwear? Just anything. You know, like where the kitchen is right next to the laundry room and there's like laundry spilling out. And then Mm. there's an open thing of like dog food. Just everything's there for like, this is our morning. We just... I love and move and, that you love that. <laughs> I just, it felt very like, this feels like a home. And then later in life, if you get to go to like a really nice place where everything's austere and mm-hmm. it's, I was way more creeped out by that. I kind of mm-hmm. like when you're surrounded by it. So I don't, the, the underpants wouldn't have bothered me. I had the same thought. Watch, there's a show on Netflix. Um, it's like a British show where they go to these crazy nice homes, like the greatest houses in the world. Oh, and yeah. they're all like that where mm-hmm. they're just, you can't imagine living there. Right. Does anybody space. live here? Yeah, yeah. It, but it doesn't even feel like a place I'd want to live. It's like a really nice, I mean, oh my God, that's amazing. But who would ever want to have their life in this space? Yeah. All right, let's get down to the stroganoff. Oh, <laughs> An artist does not explain their work. We <laughs> remind us the joke and then we're going to go around <laughs> oh, and because David has thoughts on it too. So yeah. I want to see. Right, but first, let me explain something. I work a full-time job. Oh, they can <laughs> suck my nuts. You're explaining something or making excuses for things? Uh-oh. I am absolutely making Some- excuses. <laughs> um, and I am often, maybe not in this case, maybe in this case, I won't tell you, um, writing these between work and home where I have a long-ish commute. Um and sometimes we're re- du- doing a double record. So maybe Balls you might be getting a first draft of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you won't. Maybe it was perfect. I'm not going to say I one way or the other. I am not bringing it up to make you feel bad. I just thought oh, I didn't. It's just working out that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely so panning out in that direction. Designed. That's how that's unfolding. <laughs> it couldn't be going any better. Right, exactly. I just assumed <laughs> I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm too slow. Mm-hmm. That might be the case. Now, remind us what the joke is. Uh, it was um, Chef Jeff is here to make beef stroganoff by showing bulls pictures of cows i might have rewritten it well i'm not gonna you know what wait it's what it is i'm gonna let the work stand for itself (laughs) (laughs) itself. it's like time you didn't get it no oh i thought you were giving a hard time because it was so cheap it's a yeah it's a it's like an elementary school well that's where my my problems take off (laughs) 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 you see no i literally don't get it it's stroking off stroking off oh i guess i there we go yeah okay so you got it there are multiple layers i it's funny that i because i did get it but i was like no that can't be (laughs) there has to be a subtext to it honey you, it can be that. <laughs> I, well, Here's I like my underwear. Yes, <laughs> yes, Dave. Uh, yes, thank you. This this one, <laughs> I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. Uh-huh. But so in I think 1979, Richard Dawkins wrote the Selfish Gene, where he po- coined the term meme, M E M E, which everyone uses. I didn't now. know he coined the term. Huh. It had to deal with um, behaviors in cultures and or more specifically like animal groups so like one would be that um animals that developed a limp might curry a little bit of sympathy from women and then they would breed because they're like i like this guy so then other males would see that and so wait animals fake- that okay, develop a limp just- are currying sympathy from women it's uh, animals develop a limp my, my comedy has a limp and i <laughs> this is a long way to go for like the stroganoff thing but <laughs> this we... is why i booked a trip to puerto rico by the way but go ahead <laughs> okay so uh so other animals you know other, other males would follow suit and now a meme is born we're like oh they're all sort of limping where's this coming from oh stroganoff like the, like the like, lisp in uh spain the, yeah because right. well he yeah. sort of ordered that right oh, the, did he? The, there was a prince or a king who had that lisp and then he was like everyone has to talk like this oh, so that he didn't that's funny okay. i didn't know that that's the story i Who knows? That's a good story. Let's go with that one. I like that one. So, I feel like pre-internet original memes were jokes like that. That like the Hertz donut that never should have lived as (laughs) far as many states as it traveled. It went everywhere. Everyone Everyone would know that Mm -hmm. donuts. Hertz donut. Why is that? Who is that ever funny to? (laughs) Yeah, it was never a great joke, and yet everyone's had that happen to them. Why? I don't know. Someone did it to me, (laughs) and it's traveled all the counties. Right, like the original the way memes used to travel that was just one kid hitting another kid (laughs) in the groin, and then it just you know. And this is my least favorite part of them is when you can sense what's happening, but they won't explain it to you, and that kids would come up and go, "You like Stroganoff?" Yeah. And you could sense, what, like, oh, what does this mean? Just answer, yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, 
I feel like I know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Just answer. Just do yeah, it. I mean, I like beef stroganoff. I like stroganoff. <laughs> and everyone on the bus would freak out. You're like, yeah, I, I saw that coming. Okay. Just and that became a meme that took off, and I hate it. And that was my thought on yeah. it. I yeah. just, no, it's all right. I, I, I'm trying to bring you flashbacks. <laughs> my version of it. There was a joke. It said, "What do you call a masturbating bull? Beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Uh, there, you go. there we go." I used to wonder how those hand clapping games would spread. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those? Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Ink a dink, a bottle of ink, or Cork Miss Sue. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or well, there was Miss Sue, and then there was um, there was one patty cake, of course. <laughs> yeah. No, there was like there was Miss Sue. Someone and dressed then, in yellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that maybe is more jump rope thing. No, it was Miss Sue, Miss Sue, Miss Sue from Alabama, hmm. sitting in a rocker, eating Betty Crocker, watching the clock go tick tock, tick tock, phenomenon, tick tock. <laughs> Why do I remember this, but like not my son's name? Tick tock, phenomenon, A B. Phenomenama? Phenomenama. A B C D or something. Not because you're dirty, not because you're clean, just because you kiss the boy behind the magazine. There's another one, though, about a baby that. Miss Lucy had a baby. The baby yes. had a bell. Miss Lucy went to heaven. The, the baby, baby went, went to hello, hello operator. operator. Please give me number nine. nine. Yeah. And if, if you, you just me, can't go, we'll cut off. You're behind the refrigerator. There was a piece of glass. Miss Lucy slipped upon it and fell upon her. Ask me no more questions. I'll tell you no more lies. Yeah, nice. The boys and girls are kissing in the. It was yeah. Ask me no more questions. Tell me no more. So much kissing. Yeah. But anyway. It used to, like, everyone at my school knew these, and everyone at other schools knew these. Mm, yeah. How did those pass? This was yeah. pre-internet. Did- it's like a Johnny Appleseed of nursery rhymes of, like, preschool teachers. Yeah. Well, my work here's done. And then they'd go <laughs> elsewhere and... It is pretty wild. And Because and- and, you figure it had to start somewhere. That's the thing I always think is, like, where did it... Yeah. How did that spread? Like one group of girls came up with that. Like, oh, please let me lies. Like someone had to come up with that rhyme somehow. Well, like, and like, unlike a game of telephone, these kind of stayed all the same. I yeah. mean, maybe there was like a slight deviation, um, but for the most part, it wasn't like a, like a story that keeps getting changed. Think yeah. that's still happening right now? Are school kids still doing that? Does I don't it stop think so. anywhere? Yeah, I can't imagine they are. My nephew came at me with what's are. under there, and then I had to say underwear. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Oh, <laughs> we giggled. <laughs> that is a good one. So you guys, here's have my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he would love you, Allison. He would love you. So there were there were the ones where the kids would uh, say them to each other, and then there's the one where my stepdad would say it to me, where you go, "Hey, you catch him." Catch who? The guy who hit you with the ugly stick. Ooh, oh, damn. Ooh. Right to my gotcha. face. Gotcha. <laughs> the um, sort of the birth of country music was the Carter family. And um, y, I think his name is Y.A. Carter. But like, so it was the start of that where he knew, especially in the South, there were all these songs that sort of every family kind of knew, but they were never gathered anywhere. Huh. So he would just walk around and knock on doors. Like, you know any songs? They just buy the rights to them so that they, oh, no. uh, people can play them. Which like, no one had a problem with. They're like, oh, good. Like, this will live on. This isn't just our family. Like a songbook. Song. It'll be written down. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Right. That's crazy. It's pretty. Yeah, I think that's sort of fascinating. Like, what if someone should kind of do that with all these old nursery rhymes? Because I'm sure they're. And then are... make a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little girls. Like, go around preschools, you know, where the little girls yeah. are doing that. And be I have like, the royalties. Yeah, that'll be $5. <laughs> Um, okay, let's take some questions that came in on Patreon. Some questions specifically for each person and then some that are general. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Robin Kern has a question for David. Oh, okay. Snack chat, hospital version. What's better, Puerto Rican or mainland hospital food? I know this might, uh, oh. this might be a dagger in your heart because part of the problem was you were okay, having trouble really. eating and yeah. stuff. Yeah, the American hospital, I never got above liquids. So it was, and I don't really like jello. Mm. Uh, so it was like broth, jello, some juice, whatever else. So yeah, I mean, the, the Puerto Rican stuff was pretty good uh, when I moved up to like smoothish <laughs> yeah. foods. So they had the, this stuff called farina. It's kind of like oatmeal. Have you had that? Um, I've heard of it. It's it like cream good. of wheat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So I would go with that one. Had a question completely long. Oh yeah, does anyone really like Jello? I do. <laughs> I you do. I do. Yeah, and I, I am embarrassed about it. 
should be. Well, thank you. Own it. Thank you Embrace for that. it. I will own. It. Here's why. Uh, just because I will. Uh, I will awful and find it at a buffet. That's where you can find a large amount. Oh, and yeah. if you come back to the table with a plate full of Jello, everybody's going to talk about that. But yeah. it's so good. I love it. Do you like just a straightforward clear Jello or like some fruit in there? Yeah. Do you like a savory Jello or sweet Jello? <laughs> 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 savory? If we get some yeah. beef in there, Chicken I'm pretty happy Jell-O. about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bacon Jello would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah. It started as a kid. I love those Jello jigglers. So the more gelatin, the thicker, the better. Uh, gotcha. Speaking of that, I need to talk to you guys about Calm. Uh, Calm is the number one app to help you sleep, meditate, and relax. I love when a sponsor comes on the show. and I love when... I- I mean, I love when any sponsor comes on the show, but I especially love when a sponsor comes on the show and it's already a product that I'm familiar with and that I know helps a ton of people, including many, many of my friends, some of whom are even sitting at this table. Um, if you head to calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash best friend, you'll get 25% off a calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress and focus, including a brand new meditation each day called the daily calm. There's also sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax before you doze off. Head to the lavender fields of France with Stephen Fry or explore New Zealand with Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones. Bob Ross is even in there, too. There's no end to the people you'll find in this app, you guys. There's soothing music, breathing exercises, gentle stretches to relax your body and more. Um, it's yeah, it's really it's really useful and uh most people I know suffer from a little too much anxiety and too much agitation. Why not allow calm to calm you down? For a limited time, Allison Rosen listeners get 25% off a calm premium subscription at calm.com slash best friend. That's C-A-L-M.com slash best friend. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at C-A-L-M.com slash best friend. Give yourself the gift of calm and a happy and healthy 2019. And I have to say, my husband has said to me that I pronounce the word calm, C-A-L-M, in some kind of weird way. And so now I'm very, very aware of the way I'm saying it. I might be pronouncing the L too much, but I think when I say calm.com, you can hear that they're two different words. So everyone just needs to back off. Maybe I need to meditate more. Okay. David... Do you blame Allison's Hawaii trip for your medical issues? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the Hawaii it curse. Two, it was like, what, two or three weeks prior to that or so? I don't think. Statute of limitations, I think, ran out on that. All right. Or maybe it's good for the curse that I beat it. Maybe it was trying to kill me. Yes. You yeah. can, we can go with that. Yeah, because the Hawaii curse results in death, usually. <laughs> so you, maybe that was good luck. Maybe. Um. Okay. Scott Marquez, not sure if this was asked before, but what was your favorite cartoon growing up, if any? Question for all of us. Mine was Alvin and the Chipmunks. I just loved the rock and theme mm. song. Great. Gosh, which was my favorite favorite? I liked Rescue Rangers, I think. Those that chipmunks. block with like yeah. Tailspin and Darkwing Duck and then Animaniacs. Yeah, and DuckTales. DuckTales, well, good lord. So good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, speaking of like age-related ones, I think this cartoon was... 30 years before my time, but there was a period unprompted by, I mean, it was just me. I don't know how, and we had an old wooden Curtis Mathis TV with the metal buttons. And I don't know how I found the channel, but I would wake up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. Oh my. And race out and sit right in front of it and hit the button until I found Mr. Magoo. (laughs) And I'd watch back-to-back episodes of Mr. Magoo. And then I'd go back to bed and wake up, you know, when at 7.30 and then go to school. Time for the real stuff. And my mom was just baffled by that. Like, how did you find this? Why do you like Mr. Magoo? And I just loved it. I thought it was so funny. What is the premise of Mr. Magoo? He's he's old and blind and deaf and he's like solving (laughs) crimes. So he's always like walking along and he walks off a cliff but a steel girder from a crane he doesn't by. know he has no Grab idea it. and so so he'll walk out along the girder but the girder is spinning so he rocks right back where he came from <laughs> it's fantastic That's it's real it's, good it's such a funny great cartoon so that was my first true like love cartoon yeah um when i was a kid looney tunes you know they played a lot of and then um you know the jetsons and yeah. flintstones were great yeah. Yeah. and i like Dro- uh, droopy dog and all that 
I think the one I probably watched the most though was Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. That's um, good. But yeah, they had so many janky cartoons on Saturday mornings, and I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of all of them. Did you, you like know? Woody Woodpecker? Yeah, Woody Woodpecker was okay. That's in the Droopy Dog, isn't it? The that um, I forget the name of that group of them. Do That's like, like Tom the... and Jerry, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, isn't that Warner Brothers? No, Warner Brothers is Looney Tunes. It's also so crazy to remember that it was just Saturdays that I got a hold of cartoons like yeah. that yeah. big of stint. I know it's they didn't nuts. have cartoons at any time yeah. other than Saturday morning. So my tolerance for it was real high because yeah. it was a cartoon. So yeah, of course I'm going to watch. Going that. back to a house that was very inviting and welcoming, they had a spiral staircase. My friend Jason it was the best house to sleep over at because uh, we played like pop Warner football at eight years old, and then we'd stay over after the games Friday night, and then Saturday not only we get up and just like just settle into a lot of cartoons, but his house would allow him to have as big of a bowl as possible of cereal oh. and like Pee Wee Herman style, like eat it with a giant ladle. <laughs> the dream. It was amazing. Like that, was, that would have That's never amazing. occurred in my home. Life has never been better it's than that. Right? Yeah. Like, I can have more of these fruity pebbles. Oh my God. <laughs> That is kind of we're all trying to get back to that. Yes. That's, that's the goal of everything we do. Yeah. Every day. For what? something to just give you that that same feeling again. Amazing. Well, if you think about it like with, you know, you know, man caves and all that like yeah. home theater, it's really just trying to recreate <laughs> that feeling of I'm going to watch cartoons all day with a giant bowl of cereal. My rules, How my much cave. Do you guys eat cereal in your adult life? Because I typically don't have cereal around. My my memory of cereal is like this is something that I will I'll pour like oh there's milk left I'll pour more cereal and then oh there's it's a little bit dry I'll pour more milk and it's like I can I can <laughs> overeat it too much so I cereal is a thing I don't have around usually except for fiber one because that's like more medicinal <laughs> sure yeah. um and in pregnancy it's weird in pregnancy I've gained a thousand pounds but I don't really overeat stuff. Um, probably because I'm like satiated for the first time in my life. (laughs) Um, but I've been, I have like some touch of fruit, uh, mini wheats, which are really Mm -hmm. good, I think. And they have, and blueberry mini wheats and, and fiber one. And I'm like, weird. Like I'm not overeating. I I don't have the desire to overeat this at all. But then I bought a box of life Uh and I'm like, uh oh, cinnamon life. Yeah. I feel like I could tear through a box. Yeah. Yeah, It's Mm -hmm. so good. And then I was like, aha, I've been bit by the cereal bug again. And then you are Mm -hmm. just a stone's throw from cinnamon toast crunch Mm -hmm. and you don't come back from that. Right. Nope. No, that box never makes it past 24 hours. So yeah. Do you guys eat cereal as adults? I just do it as a binge and I don't do it for breakfast. Uh, This is gross, but uh, they put uh, Frosted Flakes and Lucky Charms marshmallows together in the same box. That doesn't sound gross. Okay, you're into it? Uh, So was I. I'm into Uh, everything. For an entire night, the whole thing. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I only only do it. No, I don't like a a soggy. Really? I know. So I'll do it when it's time uh, to like feel shitty in the morning. Uh oh. I'm just imagine, I'm just hearing the sound of your teeth squeaking against those dry marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, okay, you okay? That's good. No, be all right? I'll be alright. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know I eat a lot of. I'll eat. Cereal. I do know well, this, I'll you. eat cereal on the weekends. I'll have a bowl of cereal, or you know, you'll eat cereal day. if you can't figure out what you want to eat. Like it, for lunch, uh, yes. Usually, it's the only thing I have to eat. So, and I don't want to s- spend time worrying about eating. So, I'll just grab a bowl of cereal, and, and like, it'll fill you up, and you just move on with your life. And you'll give Wendy some. Oh, a bit <laughs> to Wendy. Well, Wendy, yeah, she won't leave me alone, so I'll give her some cereal. <laughs> but it's like a ritual. <laughs> yeah, it's it, she's fun. We're good. Have you, you given Elliot any? Because if I'm ever eating, <laughs> have you given Elliot cereal? He love he loves Fiber One, which is weird. So I I, I tried out the uh, Captain Crunch p- uh, peanut butter uh, flavor of Captain Crunch. Not bad, by the way. And uh, so I was I made a bowl of it. Wendy came up, and then Elliot came up. And so I'd, <laughs> I'd have a spoon of it, and then I'd give a, a piece to Elliot and a piece to Wendy. My turn. Your turn. All yeah. It was good. Good bonding. Um, yeah, I did not ever like Captain Crunch. And I don't know that I, I, I'm a fan of the normal Captain Crunch now, but their variant flavors, big fan of those. Like the, uh, we've talked about it before, the, um, the blueberry pancake flavor, really good. 
And then they have a uh, donut, sprinkled donut Ooh, flavor. Yum. Pretty good. They do cut up your mouth, though. Yeah. They'll slice the, the shit out of yeah. your mouth. Yeah. 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 David cereal? I've I've switched to oatmeal since my endeavor, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't mind. I think it's probably feels. I don't know what's supposed to be healthy for you and what's not. I got turned I off. I think like, it actually has less. I mean, it has less sugar than a sugar cereal. Yeah, I I would eat like honey bunches of oats and or even like plain Cheerios with bananas in them and try to feel like okay, I'm eating healthy but cereal. And now really like Frosted Flakes and all the sugary ones. I hate those companies so much mm-hmm. that I don't eat them just out of principle. Mm. Yeah, me too. I also didn't eat the whole <laughs> right. box out of principle. I also yeah. was like, nope, yeah. not gonna. From now on, I will not do that. <laughs> it's just Kashi for me. Yeah, actually, for all I know, that's okay. made by sure Nabisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I just I just remember this growing up. You know, my my folks divorced, and my dad. Uh, I would go stay with him. You know, every other weekend or something like that. And he was always wanting me to enjoy being at his house more than I did. And I just <laughs> never did. And I'm always remembering reasons why. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the reasons why was that my one chore was cleaning the dog shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Which is like, yay, I get to go to my dad's and clean up his dog's shit. <laughs> not even my dog. But one of the reasons is because the only cereal they ever bought was fucking grape nuts. <laughs> That's oh, a terrible yeah. cereal. There's no For way children? to win a child's heart. No. God damn it. <laughs> do that. Get out of here! Great nuts. <laughs> How do they still make great nuts? If you plow sugar onto them, they're pretty tasty. Or is let a, them sit there and soak a bit. I haven't had them in like a decade, but is the appeal like that they're high in fiber or something? It's <laughs> People like actually like chair. them. Right? People actually like them. I had Todd Berry on this show, and he doesn't like sushi. And I was saying, I don't like great. And he said that like he's always, people are always trying to talk him into liking sushi, you know. And I was like, this is like how it is for me with grape nuts. That's funny. The one time I've spent time with Todd was when we went out for sushi. I know. I I mentioned that on the show. Um, (laughs) um, But, and then in his like perfect deadpan Todd Berry way, he's like, really? People are always talking to you about grape nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay fine. All right. It's Maybe it hasn't happened in a long time. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you find that people are always bringing up grape nuts. Yeah. What is it about you? Is really <laughs> no, exactly. Ask me about my grape nuts. Uh, need to circle yeah. back for a sec. Now, are mm. we talking like steel cut oats or just mm. Quaker oats? And I, I don't mean that in a pejorative yeah, way. I, I'll do both. The steel cut ones, you, have, a to, pejorative you way? have to cook them for like 30 minutes. Negative. Which one's is better. So I started making them at night where like, <laughs> then I'll package them for the week and then I just scoop out some. I think that's overnight oats. That's the yeah. whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's big, yeah. big type of stuff. <laughs> all right. Jennifer Zinn says, question for all of you. Did you or do you have any imaginary friends? I had a whole imaginary friend family. It was... Um, Are you sure you want to reveal their names? Yes. Should I not? Maybe they want privacy. Oh, a good point. <laughs> oh my God. Have this them. is the pregnancy that's that's making me forget the names. It was Danny and Penelope were the kids, and it's weird that I married a Daniel, but it was it- Oh, Nani and Nuni were the parents. Nani, Nuni, Danny, yeah. and Penelope. Yeah. Those are my imaginary friends. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's really in depth. Where'd that come from, do you oh, suppose? Oh Nani. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but Nuni was the mom and Nani was the dad and Nani so we used to go to to, You sound like uh, Portlandia characters Nani and Nuni (laughs) I know we used to go to Caesar's Palace a lot when I was a kid right Um, and I don't know if you've seen the way like Caesar there's like pictures of Caesar in like a very cartoonish way cartoon Caesar being fed grapes by a woman and that's what Nani and Nuni looked like. Great. I love them. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. perfect. And then Penelope was a baby and Danny was like a, I don't know, maybe like a 13 year old boy. Okay. Yeah. Do they visit often or? No, I haven't. In a while? We've, we've oh. gone our separate ways. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen them in a All long right. time. All right. Yeah. What about you? No, not as a kid. Uh, a few years back, we I did some sort of group thing where I was talking about uh, reparenting yourself and like your parents did the best job they possibly could and go ahead and imagine the mom that you would want to be and occasionally I'll talk to her she's very cool <laughs> she thinks I'm great uh, but that's just a dumb it's your thing. imaginary mom it's yeah not dumb yeah uh, healing it's a but I do it as a jokey thing like I'll do something particularly dumb and she's like it's okay yeah, <laughs> all right uh, but no not as a kid I oh Daniel um. 
debating whether I should. I had <laughs> like a little mouse. <laughs> I love this. When I was really little, when I was really little, um, probably like three, four, I had a little mouse. And do you want to know what his name was? Yeah. Mousy. Mm-hmm. I'm and, disappointed by that. <laughs> and here's the thing. I would pretty much the only function that Mousy served was for me to take out my anger on him. So I would <laughs> I would pretty much just pick him up and throw him against the wall. And then yeah, but here's the great thing about Mousy. Every you you may not know this. Every room, every room has in the corner a stack of mousies. <laughs> so you can just grab another mousie and throw it the wall. <laughs> so yeah. That was, I'm not sure I'd call him a friend now that I think about it. <laughs> the face that Allison is making is so sad. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know, I know. And, and this story why. like rips my heart out. I don't know why. But now, would you actually physically throw yeah, hit throw or was him. it in your mind? No, I'd pick him up. <laughs> like you'd move your arm. Would and you yeah, say yeah, anything? I wouldn't imagine it. What? Would you say anything? Like, you've let me down again, Mousy. <laughs> you take that, Mousy. No, I think it would just be more like a gesture. They, from the outside observer, they just shot, they just saw a kid making a throwing motion, and yeah. that's it. Did uh, you ever imagine them to be squirmy? And you had to like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was like a stuffed animal in my mind. It wasn't like there's a blood, oh, okay. imaginary blood splatter <laughs> against the wall or anything. <laughs> you know, a whimpering as they choked Aww. on there. No, um... No, it was very. They were fine with it. They. That's why they existed. Was to be thrown against. They loved it. <laughs> Fulfillment of their. You know. Did your parents uh, know about all the mousies? Uh, my mom, I think, is the only one who knew about mousie. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I eventually just uh, that anger just I swallowed it and it became a <laughs> s- slow boiling rage. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no mousies. <laughs> David, I did not have any imaginary friends, no. which is, surprises me as an adult. I feel like I was a pretty imaginative kid, but no, no imaginary friends. Did the concept get brought up? I think you have I to remember, watch a cartoon or somebody you like having one. I feel like I had a friend that was telling me about his, and I was we were going through the logistics. He was like, yeah. "This is Christopher." I'm like, so he's just there right now. If I <laughs> yeah. want him to be, I'm like, yeah. what do you guys do? Like, I don't know. We hang out, and I was just like. I don't need that. Know. The yeah. rules of this world don't yeah. make sense. It yeah. just didn't appeal to me. Like I, I think I got to my head. Like, do I have to like feed him or anything? <laughs> do I have to always make sure he's safe? Does it just show yeah. up? And this is why you're an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of something. It's Open Fit. Open Fit is bringing you something that new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session or a sweat sesh as i like to call it lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you you guys open fit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit it's a brand new super simple streaming service super simple streaming service i just want to say that repeatedly super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from super simple streaming service okay i'm going to i'm going to just one more time it's a super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit, the super simple streaming service, gets that, which is why it is personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. So uh, OpenFit has amazing trainers and classes and the classes are taught by pretty notable workout people. If you're aware of the whole world of workout people, especially ones that have Instagram accounts and that are notable to millennials, let's say, but but also more so, you'll find them here. Sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. I hope I was included on that list. Uh, these trainers know how to get you results quick, um, and you can access it anywhere, anytime, view on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku. Lose up to 15 pounds in, def- in the first 30 days. Flatten your abs, shape your body, and look and feel great. OpenFit has changed the way I work out, and with my code, Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code Allison and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030. 
So again, text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutritional information totally free. Again, just text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030. Okay. Seth Eisenberg, Daniel, now that you are a seasoned podcast guest and mm-hmm. host, mm-hmm. how have your feelings changed on public airing of your private matters? I'm always curious because when I fantasize about being on a podcast or hosting one, that is the aspect that scares me the most, but it is so compelling as a listener. So for anyone who doesn't know, when Daniel and I first started dating, he told me that he would never want to be on a podcast and never want to be interviewed. That's just mm. not who he is. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was the idea of you getting on and talking about our personal lives was like no i'm not sure i'm into this now it's just like whatever uh (laughs) i don't know yeah it's weird i think it's um i think to a certain degree i don't really think about it because it's uh i don't know i don't know how to answer that i i obviously i'm okay with it because that's uh what was the gateway to make you change i think realizing i think you know, um, Allison talked about our life to a certain degree, and on the Adam Carolla show, on right? that show, and then on your show, and um, I saw that it wasn't really a threat. Like it doesn't really matter. And there are a lot of things that are good about being open uh, publicly about things, not from a therapeutic standpoint, but from a, um, for other people. Like, I don't want this to sound all, all um, you know, magnanimous or anything. Like, I just mean, like, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of things. Dave talked on the other show last week, two weeks ago, whatever, (laughs) just recorded uh, about that feeling when you're sick of being embarrassed, right? And I know that feeling. And I think a lot of it is because there's certain things we don't talk about. And little things that sound, that seem mm-hmm. stupid or embarrassing or gross, but are human, and we all experience. And I think when people talk about it, the more the more we talk about it, the more normal it can feel, and the less shame uh, you'll feel when you go through it. And I think there are certain things that um, that we all experience that we feel like oh, I must be the only one that's gross and broken. And it's like, yeah, we're all a bunch of monkeys that are just shit and throwing <laughs> our piss around. And you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. we're, we're all these machines that are breaking down and they're gross. And like, if you just get it out there and not worry about it and, and talk about the difficulties in relationships and things like that and how fucked up our thoughts are, it's more therapeutic for the herd. And I'm just caring about the herd. So I think that's how I think about it. Uh, I don't think about the fact that there's a whole bunch of people I don't know who know the intimate details of my life. That I don't think about. Well, <laughs> on a Patreon, was it a Patreon episode? I think it was a Patreon episode. I shared that when we first started dating, you said like the the there were some ground rules there's, for what I by could. The way, there still are things that we don't talk about. So the, you know there. Yeah. And I won't say what those are because obviously we we're don't swingers talk about and we have an open. Yeah. <laughs> no, but just, you, I think it's important to keep some things private, and there are some things that are still private. But go ahead. But initially, the ground rules were you didn't want to learn anything about how I felt about something that related to us uh, from listening to me on a podcast. That so, is like, a good ground rule. I've only learned that the hard way. I think that. Yeah, I figured that out fairly quick. I don't want to be listening and then find out you have a problem with something. Come to me first. (laughs) But that resulted in me coming home from, not we didn't live together, but going over to your place after a show and being like, okay, I just want to tell you, I talked about this. And then you'd be anxious and then you'd listen to it and it would be so much less awful. yeah. Yeah, like I, I got really in my head and was really tied up because of that and couldn't like figure out where the line was and then i remember and because it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders you're like you know what you use your judgment i trust you and it was like oh thank no way God. i said that something <laughs> like that you said something like that and it was like so freeing and okay. now i cross the line all the time um claire would like to know have wendy and tugboat ever met if not can that be no. arranged Ooh, yeah. good question no yeah What's tugboat, tugboat will like? love wendy uh, she think- can be a little bit 
she's not ever aggressive, but she can be shy. Okay. But I feel like she started playing with dogs a little more. She's getting there a little bit. She's he's, good with dogs now. Yeah. Uh, he's super, super, super friendly. The, he can just be too much for yeah. some, but we can give it a shot. I'll keep him we on the leash. Try it. Yeah. We should try it sometime. Um, okay. Lee Bruns would like to know, David, any plans to take the junk show outside of California? I hear Sioux Falls, South Dakota is nice. <laughs> uh, well, Lee, that's not going to happen. I used to do a club there called Nitwits. It was pretty fun. I mean, the crowds in South Dakota are pretty nice. I like Sioux Falls. But I've done the junk show in Portland and London, and they were both uh, fun, but it's just way more work than it's worth. I kind of like having a home place to do it like as soon as i started it my manager and people like that were like well let's try to take it to festivals and do stuff with it like as if i had created it for a reason to go do and i just the legwork that goes into like finding strangers to then fill all the spots mm-hmm. the thing i like about it here is it's typically people i know or i bump into like hey come to my show so it's right that that's the most enjoyable aspect so nothing against sioux falls but i don't really know many people there my sean jordan our pal is from there um so he could maybe recommend some comedians but you know to get like poets and jugglers or magicians things like that i don't see it happening Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but i do stand up sometimes so maybe i'll get back out on the road and um come do some stand up Lee is sitting at Nitwits right now yeah. waiting. <laughs> waiting. Okay, Lee also wants to know, what is Daniel listening to on his commute? Podcast music? I feel we can open this question up to everyone. What does everyone listen to on Daniel's commutes? <laughs> <laughs> um, so lately, it's been either, um, let me think here, uh, just like podcasts like, or you know shows like the minority or the majority report political podcast political podcast so that you can that be in I a like. great mood when you come home <laughs> <laughs> yeah although i've tried to like actually i i've been listening to less of those because i'm trying to um just slow that to more of a trickle it's it's just it's too much it, it takes up too much bandwidth and i've been i've been listening to sweeney todd lately a lot for some reason that and <laughs> I listen to musicals. Listen, I listen to musicals. I don't care. Fucking judge me. <laughs> Where do you think you are right now? Yeah, like in a you're, South you're in Dakota a pretty... bar. I just yeah. see all the judgy faces. <laughs> Yo, you are judging me. You're sitting next to someone who's been in music. Yeah. Here's what I'm listen. judging though. Do you just listen or do you sing along? If you don't sing along, that's where the judgment's going to happen. Sometimes we'll sing along. That's a boy. The great thing about a long ass commute is you can sing along. Yep. And it's dark, and nobody can see you <laughs> singing along. And, uh, you know, Sweeney Todd's right in my vocal range. Um, but don't you feel like reduces stress? I find musicals to be more enjoyable these days because there's something very elemental about the storytelling in a musical, and the the emotion, and the, the it, everything's just right there. Mm-hmm. And... It, I find that inspiring as a creative person and as a writer. So that's why I listen to them. But also, uh, Miss Saigon is coming. And so I started listening to that. Not into it yet. You can do it. Keep going. Is it worth? Well. Because I like, I like Le Mis, same creative team. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. that's what I listen to. I got into <laughs> Saigon when I was 14. So 14-year-old yeah. me is obsessed with it. Okay. And it hasn't shaken Okay. Renee, did you watch Rent Live? I did. What did you think of it? I think it well it wasn't fair cuz they aired the right. the dress rehearsal. So I think everybody did as good as they could. Uh Jordan and Vanessa in particular are insane talents. It was incredible. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay. Um I did not love it. Fair. Fair. I did not love it. It reminded me how much I didn't I didn't love the musical either though. Right. Which is weird because my sister, 4 years younger than I am, and Ricky Lindholm, yeah. who I think is probably around my sister's age, um, like super into it. I feel like it's maybe just a zeitgeisty thing. Yeah. That it, like it just, I mean, it was, it was okay, but it was not, it didn't speak to my soul. They were super Whereas, into the live version and they were no, into No, sorry, sorry. Kids. They were into okay. the, the act, like it might be their favorite. I'm, I don't want to put words in Ricky's mouth, but yeah. I think it's probably my sister's favorite musical. I mean, she's like a rent head. Yeah. Um, and she was also super into my so-called life, which I like too. Sure. And they have like a little bit of a similar aesthetic, which I feel like is not fair to both of them. But um, I don't know. It just didn't. There's something about it that just didn't like it. it Phantom of the Opera spoke to me. <laughs> I loved Phantom of which the Opera. And I got yeah. a crush on the Phantom. Yeah. So, what, so just, I don't know. What, what, what are you 
all listening to? Oh, sure. Um, Podcast-wise, I only listened to the first one, and the second one I didn't care for as much, but uh, CBS has Mobituaries, uh, where they just talk about... I heard that's really good. I loved at least the first one. The first one, it's called Mobituaries, and the first one is about Von Meter, the guy who did the impression of Kennedy, which I didn't know too much about, but it uh, just his story is like fascinating and how he got uh, sort of pigeonholed into just doing that, but he wanted to branch out, but he was making a fortune doing it. It's good. So mobituaries. What does that mean? Uh, it is the, so like obituary, but it uh, is the story of like, how they died. Oh, yeah. okay. Wait, no, I still don't get it. Yeah, it, it's not great. Is it, it like the, more obituaries? I think or the morbid or name is Mo. That would make sense. There we are. Okay. <laughs> All right. David, what do you listen to? I've, I've been listening to music mostly. The most recent uh, Beach Fossils album I like a lot, Romello. And then there's this LA band called Film School that I like a lot. Hmm. So I've been listening to their... I've heard of them. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so stuff like that. It's really... Very hip, very, <laughs> it's just, but it's really mellow. So I like that, and it's just pretty. And then I, I was, I was talking about this before the show that when I was in my drug-induced state, that I was watching a lot of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> so I haven't really been commuting at all, you know, for such a extended period that that's what I that was in my head the most. <laughs> Nothing against it, but now that I'm drug-free and high on life, it doesn't call to me anymore. Now, were you watching? <laughs> Old ones with Benson and Stabler. I can't or... stand those. The lighting is awful. Really? The, I love everything shot through mini blinds and it's all shadowy. Yeah. And the the when I so the this from season maybe like fifteen on the lighting's better. They narrowed. They trim down their cast. Like, look, we need two teams of detectives. We need a DA and then maybe a medical person or something like that. So it's it's sleek. The early ones, they've got just everybody in there. Yeah. And Ice-T is just kind of, what are you doing, man? You don't really <laughs> know what his role is. So they sleeked it up. They shot it better, lighting. And they got rid of characters in those early seasons would be like, oh, we're going to go meet a DJ. Oh, what's up, man? I'm like a DJ. <laughs> it's so over the top ridiculous. Right. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, but the newer ones, I feel like they, they play it, you know. So who, it's still Olivia, right? Oh, yeah, forever. And then who are the other detectives? So I liked when they had um, Danny Pino, I want to say is his name. Uh, he was pretty good. And then they brought in... Amanda, she's blonde. Amanda mm-hmm. Hug and Kiss? No, she's good too. She's a good. Dis- <laughs> that got too much of a laugh, really. Broken <laughs> off is the baseline. Uh, there. Yeah. Little face. He, just, he was like, "Yeah, that was good." That good. <laughs> uh, and then I like the um, what's his name, Karini, Carisi, something like that. He's pretty good. So hmm. that cast to me was like they just make it happen. And Ice T, like. Now he's at a good level where he's kind of the sage old pro, mm. but they don't lean on him too much for hard-hitting acting scenes. He's just kind of always like the moral compass. So I like it that way. But again, don't watch it now. And if yeah. it were on, I'd be like, I'll pass. And I don't know if that's because I associate it with being like not in good physical health. Or if I, I do bl- – like when you were talking about pregnancy brain – there's a real like when I was all doped up, I was just I'm dumb now. Yeah. So, I couldn't remember things. I felt <laughs> ridiculous. That's reminding me when I had my uh, wisdom teeth removed. Uh, it was like okay, you're gonna be on uh, Percocet for a couple of days. So I don't know. I think maybe my friend said you gotta have to get a couple of CDs to listen to during that time. And so I got Ministry. And Enya, it was just like it's either gonna yeah. be all or you know none. So I just remember it was like just fucking full gas or like complete relaxation. Didn't think about that middle nah, middle road middle. you might want to road travel. Yeah. Anyway. That's where you're gonna like some beach fossils. Yeah, there we go. It's crazy to me that they gave you Percocet for your wisdom teeth being removed. Like that's yeah. a hardcore. It's pretty great time. That was a different time. I gotta say. Didn't really turn on the Enya. Ministry was all right for being on those drugs. You wouldn't think, but there is nicely. Stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, I listen to music or musicals. <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> or just talk radio, but mm-hmm. not as into that. Like I'm always like, oh, I'll listen to a news station, and then I'm like, okay, I, I tuned out. You mm-hmm. have the Sirius in your car, yes, and you'll put it on the comedy channel, and I like that. 
just listening to just clips from stand-up comedy. Oh, you'll hear me on there from time to time. Yeah. I feel like my friends always take like a screenshot. <laughs> and then for the longest period, they have my name spelled wrong. And so I had to like no. How is it spelled? B-U-R-G-E-R. Oh. And I contacted them and they're like, we don't get it. It's it's never spelled like that. And then it was in some bizarre part it's of their metadata. Meta. Yeah, huh. like someone had goofed it up that way. So now it should be fixed. And but, is it on the Comedy Central channel? It's, There's a few um, different Comedy Central I'll get, channels. Like I think all like Raw Dog, which my oh, stuff's yeah. not like profitably <laughs> like I right. heard you on Raw yeah. Dog. Like I don't know why, but uh I think I'm from time to time played on most of them. I don't know. Raw Dog sounds like such an like obscene I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, it doesn't it? Yeah. Like Raw Dog? Like is that a porn style or something? It's no condom. Yeah. It, oh, so it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I never really understood the origin of that term. Right. Who knows? I, I guess I always just imagine doggy style without. A cop, oh, oh. Dog. it could be that. Uh, maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's just like <laughs> this is, it turns out it is just as obscene as I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> if it not is. more so. Okay, here's one that I'm interested in. Ainsley Knox. Can you, Daniel, can uh, you recall the exact moment you knew you had fallen in love with oh Allison? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that I'd fallen in love? With me. <laughs> I, so I told you I, fallen, I fell in love? But either way, when we took our birth class, one of the things, like the distraction text, techniques, was have your partner, um, you know, recall for you some good memories and like talk you through them with details and stuff. And so Daniel, so we had to practice in class and Daniel's like, um, <laughs> we, we went to New York and we walked around a lot. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, okay, this is not going to, right. not going to help me to work on this. But yeah. I was thinking what, what I'm going to want you to recount uh, for me is when you fell in love with me. This is why I just want to be put in a medical induced coma <laughs> for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> like that should be they have airbnb but they should have airbnb premium where you can go check in and someone just shoots you up with fentanyl <laughs> and you're out for a week you uh, want that i want that and then i want to just wake up with the baby here yeah me too we both want so, this yeah anyway um <laughs> when i fell in love with can you, you recall the exact moment I, when I you like, knew you had example, fallen in love with allison okay uh, i'll share ours for just for an example. sure okay i I'd pulled a pretty risky maneuver and my flight instructor called me out in front of everyone in my flight school. So I stormed out and yeah. she chased me and she drove uh-huh. this little Carmen Ghia yeah. flying down the street. Yeah. I'm pre- I'm moving. Yeah. And I finally pull over yeah. and she slams her door and comes over and gets in my face uh-huh. and I'm furious. Like, look, you called me reckless. Look how you're driving. Yeah. And she goes, I, look, I can't tell the truth back there because I just don't want them to know I've fallen for you. She's those words exactly. And that's when I knew. That's so cinematic. Yeah. 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 It was pretty it's romantic. Good. Yeah, do you have a moment like that? <laughs> uh, I think they want a serious answer. I don't know that I can, I can actually recall an. Exact Everyone should moment. know how much you're like rubbing and squishing your face right now. No, this is I'm, this isn't me worried. Your this left is eyebrow is where your right eyebrow should be. Yeah, you're doing remember. a real like Columbo. Yeah, just, kind of, <laughs> just squishing it all in together. Uh, I really, I don't know. It was. Uh, there wasn't a moment. Maybe there was for you, Allison? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there was, I don't know where it went. <laughs> because that's like the kind of thing that you have, like to say, oh, what's the moment you fell in love? Like you have to be in love for there to be a moment where it began. This is not the time. It's a uh, long-term thing in the human brain. So it, it is like a... A grad, it's a gradient. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Is I, I mean, from if I'm answering honestly, for me, I don't think there was a moment. I think that there was, you know, the first time we met and we talked a lot, and then I noticed that when I got in the car, and it was late, and I was I had to drive to Orange County, um, but when I got in the car, like I instantly wanted to text you, and I wanted to keep the conversation going. But I don't think that that was more just an awareness of, oh, I feel really comfortable around this person, yeah. and like it was sort of like like a little window had cracked open in my life of like, oh, you know, maybe this, hey. but I was so cautious. I was so not going to have a a crush that hey. like 
what sort of was I it was not going to have an overwhelming crush. I was done with my overwhelming crush days. So it was really much more like calm and you know and, and I always whenever I always enjoyed talking to you when we, we were just friends for a while when, when we would hang out it was always like like I remember you saying goodbye to me in a parking garage and you're like god I could just talk to you for hours. Like that's what it really was. Oh yeah, that's cheesy. That's real sweet. I mean it, you it's like, like special. <laughs> <laughs> It worked. But it worked. <laughs> you know? it worked. And then, well, we know, we know that I couldn't have handled mm. the full game of seduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to like. Yeah, yeah, dial that back a bit. That's true. Yeah. I had to pour it slowly. <laughs> did you guys talk about marriage or did he surprise you with a proposal? Oh, God. I, I kind of ruined that one because <laughs> I don't know what made me think it might be coming, but I announced just so you know i think i would like to like have a say in what the ring looks like i mean it was <laughs> it was smart yeah because you know it actually was nice because it took the pressure off of me i absolutely would have failed in choosing a ring you would have liked so to be like yeah okay she'll just choose the ring but it was presumptuous of me in a way i mean by that point we i we I must have somewhat talked about it. Like I, I think it was, it was clear. clear that we were yeah. um, headed in that direction. So it wasn't a big surprise when I proposed. And also, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that if I didn't, if I wasn't yeah, sure if, that that's like where where this was going. Yeah. Because I just wouldn't have wanted to put leave myself out there like that. Yeah, things right. got real serious. What's once we started seeing each other, it like, got real serious. I mean, like, I saw your parents really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and well, because my dad was in the hospital with AFib. Yeah. Um, and you drove me down, and that was really early. And then we'd only been dating, I think, like six months or something when I had to have surgery for endometriosis. And I remember saying to you, like, I might not, which is ironic now, like, <laughs> I might not be able to have kids. Or would you be okay with that? So, I mean, we were already sort of talking in huh? that way. Right. When I found out I had endometriosis. I said, I might not be no, able to no. have kids. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> I said. Oh, oh, oh. I, was, I remember crying to you saying, I might not be able to have oh, kids. Oh, because I remember that because that was the night I reactivated my match.com profile <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was fun <laughs> but uh yeah it turned out you know worked out all right there you go you guys look how far you've come uh, yeah <laughs> but you w- would you really have been okay if i couldn't have had kids if if i can't know for sure i think so uh i think yeah i guess it's, I mean, how could I know? Yeah. You know, for sure how I would have reacted. At the, but I didn't, I don't remember ever thinking like, well, let's see how this goes. You know, there wasn't that. So I, I guess I would have been okay with it. It's a good answer. But it, it's it's hard to answer now because I know Elliot and I'm like, you know, it means not having Elliot. You know what I mean? So no, I wouldn't be fucking okay with that. <laughs> you know, but I didn't know that. So I would have been okay with it. I guess the question is more how much did you want kids then? Do you remember? Because I know that you didn't I, think you wanted kids for a long time before uh, me. I'm still not sure if I want kids. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't answer these questions. It's it's too hard for me to remember yesterday. I think that, like, I did not want to have kids. And then... um, There was a point in my life where i was like maybe maybe and then i think when i met you i was kind of still in that like i think i do but i wasn't a hundred percent i was just like i think this is something i would want so if it at that point said no you can't i probably would have been like yeah that's fine i think so have they ever done this? or we could have adopted a- <laughs> too yeah. i mean yeah. i don't know you know there's options has this ever been a movie where you, you know, every decision you make takes you to some branch of life. Mm. And then say you really wanted kids, but you got really caught up with your career. You live in a penthouse, you make a ton of money. And then, but you you like that, but there's also a part of you that, and then they, if you could give it up, or at least it's almost, a, I feel it's a, a good thing that we can't experience the other mm-hmm. side. It's like, yeah. well, you're going to be barely getting by on rent in a two bedroom in Topanga or something like that. You can go do that for a week and then decide. 
That'd be brutal. Which reality? Yeah. Which reality? Because you'd still be yourself, and you'd still feel it would be like heartbreaking. Because yeah. whatever reality you find yourself in, I think you you know you love the people you're with, and you mm-hmm. make children. You have like imagine if you know I don't know circumstances led you to be in a different relationship, and you had different children. So choosing one means the other one's not existing. Right. Yeah. You have to just that portal disappears. Once right. you go into one, that's your new reality. I think that'd be an interesting movie. Me too. Are you guys watching I, Russian Doll on Netflix? No. <laughs> oh, I have that. It's, about? it's it's cool. Yeah, oh, check it out okay. immediately. Nice. I heard it's, it's amazing. Really good. It's yeah. Really good. There yeah. was a play uh, that was not really that great called If Then. Oh yeah. yeah. Dina Menzel we saw that was kind of that where she like there's a moment and then you, it's like sliding doors where you see the two different possibilities for her life. Oh, nice. Um I feel like we all like our lives and yet live with this constant like how to make it better mm-hmm. how to have all these different things and yet if someone were to start picking away things that you have you, you would wait, not, wait 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 yeah, yeah. not that thing right yeah, yeah. Mm. my dad used to tell this like parable I don't know of it's called a parabole <laughs> <laughs> excuse me mm-hmm. I feel so stupid um, of like this is, this is probably some famous story that I'm uh, butchering or my dad made it up i don't know of like 12 people sitting around a table and they all can and like everyone's problems are on a plate in front of them oh, and yeah. they can is have you heard this before my dad also yeah, they has do that this at, really? like, parable, okay. like, rehabs a lot and stuff like everyone threw their problems into a pile mm-hmm. and then you can choose to either take one of theirs or take your own and, and everyone take, takes their own yeah no. okay i think so it's familiarity is, yeah is that the story? that's the story and i always believed it but it's like would I really? <laughs> I mean, maybe I want someone else's problems. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me is like, let's all throw our problems in. Yeah. And then we can decide. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. I'd have to think about that. I'm not sure I understand it. <laughs> so wait, you're, what you're saying is that there everyone is a room. Everyone should know that we got up really early this morning. So wait, there's a room somewhere. Yeah. And everyone writes down their problems on a piece of paper. No, I think the right. problems are sitting in front of you on a plate in the, in and my dad's like, probably. Like worms? Okay, yeah. How are they? Okay. I think of it like a big pile, and everyone's thrown like a their backpack. Thing. Okay, yeah. so they're yeah. in the Your middle of the literal table. baggage. Yeah. I think of it as the p- table is set, it's like a and lazy problems. Susan. No, no, you. The problems are on a plate in front of you, and you got to stand up and walk around and choose which problems you want to take. Oh, so like yeah. the plates are set, and you choose which. Seat That's how I see it. Sit up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like uh, a lazy <laughs> Susan with a bunch of like. It's Small not like a sushi conveyor belt. Them and yeah, them no, it's... All right, so, and then you choose, and, and everyone what comes the point back to is their own. that if you were given the option of other people's problems, you'd choose your own. Yes. Why? I, I don't know. I think familiarity. I I'd choose mine. I, I think about it from that side a lot. Well, I mean, like, I, what if I heard someone that was just, I can't figure out whether to buy this yacht or that <laughs> yeah. yacht. I'm, 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 I'm pretty, pretty sure there you. are people with easier yeah. problems. Right. I mean... I guess if the if the idea is that your problems are also tied to every other thing in your life, so that means giving up the good things, then no, I wouldn't give up the good things in order to get rid of the problems. Yeah. But I definitely would choose the problems of some of the fucking dilettante <laughs> motherfuckers I, I know in this town. <laughs> my God. You bring up a good point, though. For that to work, I've always made my life their life. So I've got to yeah. deal with all the people they deal I with. See. I have to live where they live. And in that case, we I'm need like, to no, find thanks. out the ground rules of this right. story. Yeah. But if it's just the problem of what yacht to get, yeah, <laughs> yes, right. I will take that problem. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Like how to, how to spend your trust fund. Yeah. But... <laughs> I could see a real, realistic problem from someone with like trust fund money mm-hmm. being like I don't know who to trust. I don't. Right. I can never really love anyone. That that's a you know, Daniel has no sympathy for anyone with a trust you know, fund. No, no. <laughs> and maybe it's just the ones I've known, but uh, they don't seem to grapple with that. <laughs> One would think that would be a problem. Like you should worry about why people are friends with you. Yeah. Like you should be distant. They don't seem to ask those questions. Um, and yeah, or like the problem of why do I need to do anything today? I could wake up. I don't have to do anything. There's no reason for me to, you yeah. know, yeah. have a purpose in life. So that need, yeah, I don't, you know, for, for me, it's like, I got to go earn a living, you know, because I got to fucking pay the mortgage or whatever. Um, that could be a problem, you know, so some of them turn to drug addiction and that's real, but, uh, I still think that, um, 
the problem of <laughs> I don't know, but the, yeah, I, uh, whatever. It, Strong finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed the landing. Say? This Perfect. ain't Daniel Quantz is your new best friend. I got. I do not have that pressure. <laughs> what were you gonna say? You still think what? I feel like it was headed I, towards like they can go fuck themselves. No, that's not where it's. I uh, just wish that I could spend my days doing things other than what I spend my days doing. So if if having their problems mean that I could go work on art projects all day or do that shit, I would fucking take that in a second, even if it means having some, you know, other problems. Like, That's fair. You know, how to spend your trust fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys, I need to talk to you about Ritual Vitamins. Ritual is the obsessively researched vitamin for women. I also heard it referred to as vitamins for skeptics by skeptics. I think that spoke to me the most because I'm a skeptic. Um, here's the thing. Whatever vitamin you take, you're probably getting a bunch of stuff in it that you don't need and you're not getting enough of the stuff you do need. Not only that, if you're someone who's fairly conscious about where different ingredients are sourced and stuff you'll note that you're taking that vitamin and you have no idea where all the different ingredients in the vitamin came from. Ritual says no more to that. Ritual tells you exactly, they're like, we got this from Norway and this from the Netherlands and this from in other countries that don't just start with N, um, from places all over the world. They, it's like very meticulously sourced and also very transparent. Uh, two easy-to-take capsules provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. There's no shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. So it's all stuff you need. It's all good for you. Ritual Essential for Women is the multivitamin reimagined, and then Ritual Essential Prenatal is the prenatal reborn. Like I said, Ritual is traceable and transparent for obsessive label readers. All of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see and you can get a subscription it's easy to start it's easy to snooze it's only a dollar today to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month no strings attached and it doesn't cause stomach upset um it's like special specially formulated to not upset your stomach it's this patented bee lit in oil formulation these vitamins are so beautiful you'll want to put them in a museum but don't take them. You'll get more bang for your buck that way. But I mean, fr frame one or two. Do what you have to do. Better health doesn't happen overnight. Help fill the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash Rosen to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash Rosen. Okay. This has been quite an illuminating podcast. Thank you, Patreon peoples for all of your questions. Thank you, everyone at this table, for all of your answers. Uh, I have another podcast called Childish. I have a book out. I have a website. I feel like everyone already knows this. AllisonRosen.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Allison Rosen is where I am on both of those. Renee, where do we find you? Yes, a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog. Uh, social media, Twitter, Renee Colvert. Instagram, Renee S. Colvert. Daniel? You can find me at Daniel Quantz, Twitter and Instagram. Dequants on this man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh God! You got the fucking garage. <laughs> get the get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. David, where where my little find you? Um, yeah, you can hear my stand up online. That you can even start a David Huntsberger Pandora station. Ooh. Really Ooh. get your money's what? worth and listen to my albums on all the different platforms. You can do that on. You can even purchase them. There are several of them. So if you just Google my name, you can listen to a bunch of stand-up I've done over the years. and uh, Treat like, yourself. Yeah, really <laughs> enjoy <laughs> what I, I spent so much time doing. And I, I guess it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll weigh in on whether you've lived your life in the correct <laughs> way. Because <laughs> that feels like a good way to know. Oh, yeah. I need yeah. Good. Have them answer. Yeah. Um, you guys, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time. 